0: Coming up on the show, I have Lauren Rosenbaum, an ASD life coach, a CEO of her own tutoring company, and just recently married. So stay tuned, sit back, relax, and grab your favorite beverage, and I'll catch you on the other side. See you there. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Inside the Asperger Studios Presents Stories. Today, I'm joined with Lauren Rosenbaum, ASD Life Coach, CEO of her own company, and recently married. Welcome to the show, Lauren.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here.
0: So first off, let's start off with a little bit about yourself. How did you get to become into tutoring, wanting to help out those those kids and get into your own company?
1: Yeah, so... Um, My background is in speech language pathology. Um, So I was working in a school as a learning specialist for kids with learning disabilities. And after school, I was working one-on-one with some young kids who needed academic support or speech therapy. Um, And when the pandemic hit, you know, classrooms were closing, schools were closing, and So many kids needed more one-on-one support, so I created this company to connect students with tutors, um, all kinds of tutors, teachers, therapists, um, social workers, learning specialists, speech therapists, just to try to help everyone learn and stay on task.
0: All right. So where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in Westport, Connecticut, so it is about an hour north of New York City.
0: Okay. um, What motivates you, inspires you, and drives you?
1: It's a great question. So, you know, both in my social life and my personal life, I'm really motivated to be dependable and supportive. Um, So forming as many positive relationships as I can where I can help people You know, even just my friends make like like achieve goals and personal goals and make progress um, that keeps me really motivated. It's very fulfilling for me.
0: All right. What's the best compliment you've ever received?
1: I really like it when people call me a girl boss. (laughs) I think that that's a very like. (laughs) it's like a fun term that people use. um, But I work really hard and I'm really driven and, and it's playful, but it makes me feel like that part of me is being recognized. Right. And I like that.
0: What's the biggest failure, what's your biggest failure and what have you learned from it?
1: I would say. I was okay. I was in a, a bad relationship, a romantic relationship for longer than I should have been in that relationship. And Um, I felt like I wasn't using all my skills. I wasn't being a self advocate. I wasn't setting boundaries and limits and standing up for myself. And, you know, in the moment change is really hard and it's really hard to see things clearly. Mm -hmm. Um, but I learned from that. I learned so much from that and I don't regret it because I feel like those are the situations that teach you and remind you, you know, how you can be your best confident self and, For the future, what kind of partners and friends and people you want to surround yourself with. And, you know, all of my relationships after that were better. So I felt like that was a valuable experience. All right.
0: Tell me about three influential people in your life and how they've impacted you.
1: So I would start with my dad. Um, I think that my dad has taught me that men can be emotional and sensitive and good fathers and cry a lot and still be manly men and i i you know that's something that's so complex in our world Mm -hmm. um and as a little girl i think that was really important to see because i knew that men weren't bad and or the other and that they were just other humans um Second would be my husband. Um, He is my biggest supporter, my biggest fan. He has taught me to always send a thank you note to people and um, to that cooking can be fun, which has been a really big lesson for me. Um, And then the third person who has influenced my life, I would say would be the bully, right? We all had one. My bully in elementary and middle school taught me that girls can be mean um, and that it's really important and impactful to be nice and to be kind.
0: What makes you feel inspired or like your best self?
1: Um, I feel like my best self when I'm getting a lot of sleep, I'm eating healthy, um, my body's healthy, I'm around people that I love and I'm nurturing my friendships. That makes me feel really happy when I reach out to people I haven't talked to in a while and I'm connecting with all the people in my life.
0: All right. Finish this sentence. I am at my best when.
1: I am at my best when my bed is made, my room is clean and I have a to-do list. I'm a Virgo. So (laughs) (laughs) I like to be organized in my, in my space and, and then in my brain.
0: All right. If you can turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell him or her?
1: I would tell her that it's going to get better because nobody who's in their glory at 18 is going to be glorious forever, right? That you're not meant to reach your peak young. And when you're young, you're trying so hard to fit in and to be like everybody else. And and that's impossible. And so I would tell her that, one day I get to be myself and people will like that better.
0: Okay. If you have, if you can have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why?
1: I think I would tell people that it is okay to grow out of relationships with people, friends, love partners, whatever. I think that um, people need permission to move on from people who aren't bringing them joy. And that's hard for people. And so I think giving people permission to say, okay, like this relationship is causing you more grief than, than joy and it's okay to move on.
0: So I would say, okay, it's okay to move on.
1: It's okay to move on. Yeah. Right.
0: What, what do you think the world would look like in five years?
1: In five years, I hope COVID is gone. Um, I think the weather will be very different and probably a lot hotter. Um, And I think we'll have civilians going to the moon on a regular basis.
0: All right. What was your favorite subject in school?
1: I loved English. I loved to read and write. Um, and I loved art class.
0: All right. Would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert?
1: Definitely introverted. Um, very social. I love to be around my friends, but I always need a break to be alone and, and, you know, recharge my battery by myself.
0: It sounds like me almost. I consider myself almost half and half. I'm very outgoing, but yet there are times where even as a social gathering, I feel like I need to get away and just find the quiet place and let my mind recharge.
1: Totally. I think of it like, what what makes you feel energized so my husband when we're with our friends and family and we're around people he leaves being like oh my, i feel so great my cup is full so he's an extrovert and i love being around people and friends but then i leave feeling tired mm-hmm. right so my i get recharged and energized when i have a break to be alone all
0: right if you could be remembered for one thing what would it be and why
1: I would want to be remembered for being a good friend. Um, that's something that I take really seriously. And I would, I would want people to say like, oh, she was, you know, she was a good friend. <laughs> she was loyal, trusting, supportive, good friend.
0: Well, I consider you a good friend. Thanks, Rita. You're welcome. Okay. And why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? How you got to become an ASD life coach and where you are now and where you see yourself going.
1: Great. Okay, that's a good one. Um, so in a nutshell, after college, I was teaching preschool and I had a little kid in my class who couldn't really speak very clearly. And so none of the kids wanted to play with him. He was always frustrated and alone and he couldn't communicate. So I had this like light bulb moment where I was like, I want to be a speech therapist because the speech therapist that he was working with was helping him speak and he was able to make friends and it was just magnificent. And what good is life if we can't communicate with people and form relationships? Um, So I started to do that. And then, you know, in my professional life and my personal life, I was always like the master communicator, like, you know, helping my friends deal with their texts to their boyfriends, and you know things like that. And then at school, working on social skills. Um, and I saw the show Love on the Spectrum a few winters mm-hmm. ago, and had another light bulb moment where I was like, "Oh my god, I could be doing this for work for a living." Um, so I felt like I was marrying, you know, my professional passions with my personal passions, and I reached out to Jacqueline and got started right away. And it's been amazing. I love it so much.
0: Okay. And now we get to the part of the show where everyone wants to hear the questions. What is your favorite word?
1: My favorite word is inevitable. Um, Go on. I, yeah, I love the way it sounds. I love the way it feels to say. And I also love what it means.
0: All right. What is your least favorite word?
1: My least favorite word is ugly. I think it's a very ugly word. <laughs> And it's not nice.
0: <laughs> what turned you on creatively, spiritually, and emotionally?
1: Um, I love open and honest conversations. I find that people have a lot of um, verbal boundaries where they don't like to talk about certain things. And being able to like have a trusting relationship <laughs> with someone where you can say whatever you want and not offend each other and talk about your feelings. And I, that, I love that. That is definitely my emotional what gets what gets me going the trust and support and loyalty and and honesty
0: what turns you off
1: selfishness I do not like when people are selfish
0: what is your favorite cuss word
1: the f word for sure it feels it relieves so much angst and tension and frustration and I think there is scientific evidence that your brain feels happier after you say it.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, if you think about it, the F word, the F word has got so many connotations to it. It could be used in any way, in any form. I think it's the most versatile, versatile word of them all.
1: Yeah. And it's really a tool. Like, you know, you say it to release whatever you're feeling, you know, and it, and it helps as long as you don't do it in front of you.
0: What is your, what sound or noise do you love?
1: I love the sound of rain. And this is an odd one, but it makes me think of my childhood. I love the sound of swing sets, like the squeaking of well, swing that sets. It kind of brings
0: back the, your childhood memories of playing yeah. in the swing when you're in school and everything.
1: Exactly, exactly. What
0: sound or noise do you hate?
1: Squeaky wheels.
0: What is your favorite, sound?
1: All right. No, that, I was just going to say it again. Those are, that's the worst sounds. Anything that needs like that's rusty that needs oil. All
0: right. <laughs> what is your favorite color?
1: So my favorite color is pink. Um, love pink, but i you won't see me really wearing much pink. I wear a lot of like earth tones and I decorate in earth tones because I find that to be ca- a calming palette.
0: What mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What is your least favorite color?
1: um that that gross brownish yellow color that looks a little bit like throw up
0: (laughs) almost puke green yeah
1: exactly Exactly. what
0: profession other than your own would you like to attempt
1: I feel like I would love to be an author and just like hole up somewhere in the woods for months and like turn out my big masterpiece
0: what profession would you not like to do
1: I could not be a vet. I love animals so much and I would not be able to like see them sick and put dogs down. That would devastate me. I would not be able to do that.
0: What profession would you like to do other than your own?
1: Um, be a writer for sure. Right. Be a writer.
0: If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
1: Um, I think it would be great news if God was like, there's more you know, like, come on, there's like, it It makes me feel sad to think that like, everything just ends. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear that there's more maybe another life or another world where we keep living or something else, something more.
0: When heaven or when you arrive at heaven, who would you like to meet?
1: I would love to meet anyone in my family lineage, my ancestors, like, I think it'd be really cool to hear their stories to see if, you know, if I look like anyone or if anyone has any of my Personality traits. I think that'd be really cool.
0: And finally, what books would you recommend to my, to my audience?
1: So, I really like reading fiction books where the protagonist is on the spectrum. Um, I think that if it's well done and honest, then it can be a beautiful story and really teaches people a lot about the brain on the spectrum. Um, so, some recommendations would be The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime um mockingbird is a really good cute story um and then this one's a little bit different but i always recommend the ultimate hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy because i really like how they mock how silly life is and how ridiculous humans are and i think it's really smart but in a playful way
0: and that's it everybody that's lauren rosenbaum asd life coach extraordinaire thank you so much lauren
1: great reed, reed thank you so much for having Not me a
0: problem
2: Hey okay. Can you